Welcome back to the Paddling Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessories, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. And the 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the 153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. It is Bass, Kayak, and Beers at Paddle and Fin Network. Hope you guys are having a great Tuesday. Um, if you're at home, grab a beer, relax, and enjoy the show. If you're driving, if you're listening to your commute, please don't drink and drive. Wait till you get home. But listen to the podcast anyways on your commute. It'll make you feel better, and you won't be raging over that idiot who caught you off and didn't put the blinker on. So, you know, enjoy the show. It'll give you in a good state of mind before you go to work. Anyways, great show for you today. Um, I got Charlie Wells from Digi Wells. He is he's been on my podcast before, and he's done a little bit of the behind the scenes. Um, if you go back about two months ago, the title of that show was a "Peek Behind the Curtain," if I'm not mistaken, with special guest Charlie Wells. Um, Charlie Wills, like I said, does a little bit or a lot of the um, kind of behind the scenes that you see on some of the content creators out there. Um, me, myself, having a sort of brand, and I use that term loosely, I am nowhere near the content creator that some of you guys out there um, that are listening are, or them, some of the guys you may be thinking, or girls that you may be thinking as content creators. I am nowhere near that. But I am trying to build something with my brand, Bass Kayak and Beers. So I got a chance to go fishing today with Charlie Wells. I, well, I did the fishing. Charlie Wells was there to take pictures. It is an eye-opening experience. So if you ever considered that, listen to this episode, because it's not all as fun as I thought it was gonna be. There was a lot of hard work and we'll we'll share that. But without further ado, I'm gonna bring in Charlie from Digital Wells. Charlie, my man, how are you today? I'm doing awesome, Armando. You know, just I, with a flip-flop tan from the pedal drive, you know, <laughs> baking in the sun today. I, I didn't have a beer last time, but you know, Texas classic shiner here today. I, I didn't even want to talk about the beer that I have. I have even a light beer because Miller Lite. Um, judge me if you need to, people. I don't mind. I might uh, deserve it. But anyways, I'm drinking a light beer because, you, Charlie, you and I were doing, like I said on the intro, the photo shoot for mainly Douglas um, and other products. And we were at over 100 degrees. Yeah. Humidity at 1,000 you almost completely dehydrated. I was worried about you for there for a second. I left the boat ramp with the biggest headache I've had in a long time. It was blazing hot and not a cloud in the sky, man. How are you feeling? Yeah, man. It, I mean, it was quite the day all, overall, right? So, uh, you know, got to the ramp a little later than I should have. And then from there, honestly, the, the morning was pretty nice, you know, but I knew it was coming, right? And so, man, when we got to the point where my NRS and my NRS uh, sun shirt and my life jacket felt like they were killing me, I was I was ready to crawl out of that kayak, man, and get to the beach, uh, the bank as soon as possible. So, uh, overall, I definitely got dehydrated. I definitely uh, was exhausted there more than I should have been. And at that point, at that point, I uh, 
definitely should have uh, got off the water and I did. So I really appreciate you looking out for me there. Uh, but yeah, that was, that had to have been the hottest day of the year, at least for me on the water. Yeah, definitely for me on the water. That's probably the hottest day and most strenuous day I've had on the water. <laughs> so I, I, this is the thing that I, I wanted to share this experience so my listeners because there might be somebody out there that's thinking you know what i want to do content creator i want to do brand i want to get pro staff and all that and you can easily do that there's a lot of companies that'll offer you that 20 percent if somebody if the company's offering you a 20 percent, i'm not going to judge if you take it i just i used to do it in the past keep in mind if you take in 20 percent discount you're basically the client right i mean you're just a client unless you we're talking about 50 60 percent you're basically their client um, you're not, you know, the whole pro staff thing is more like a badge of honor kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like, well, now in today with social media, it's not even, I think it's more like a punchline than a badge of honor. What, what do people need to know, um, in order to really, um, get into that? Right. Well, I think, I think you're kind of hitting on the first thing that people need to know and that uh, that would be, you know, what are we shooting? So just as a, a quick kind of uh, uh, level set, I, I kind of think of it as like a day on the water where I'm shooting content for you while you're fishing, right? So like some examples of this would be, you know, I told you, act like I'm not here, right? Like I might stop you at times, but at the same time, just fish, you know, fish best lures, best spots, high percentage areas. Don't worry about where we are. You know, we'll put content together, right? So it's really a day on the water and you just have someone there capturing that. Uh, for you. So that's kind of it. Uh, you know, photo shoot, I, I think myself and most people would think like flashing lights, you know, light stands, camera on tripod, you know what I mean? Although, you know, maybe maybe some of our shops, we should have had a tripod, right? But uh, so that's yeah. first. But, but kind of to prepare, uh, really you need to know what, what you're needing, right? So and in, in, this is a tough one, right? Because a lot of people need a lot of things when it comes to social media, when it comes to brand partnerships. And uh, sometimes those brands will actually send you a photographer. Seen that a few times. You know, it, most often uh, it's that hey, they're looking for you to send them content, right? And so in this case, you know, there's a few people who you wanted to represent well. So we basically before the the photo shoot got a shot list together. What are the things that need to be true by the end of the day to say it was successful, right? So we needed to have some hero shots with Hobie. We needed to have some hero shots with Douglas Rods, right? There need to be, and I call it hero shots. I just call these like things that are memorable. Whenever, whenever someone sees it, they think, "Oh, that's Armando," or "Hey, man, that's a that's a Hobie 360," right? Like the, these kind of hero shots that really call attention to a product or to a person in a way that's memorable. Now, there's a lot of just redundancy in fishing, right? People flipping reeds, people doing other things, and that's everywhere. You know, social media, videos, whatever it may be. But we needed to really dial in. What are the shots that needed to be there? To have a successful day on the water and to take away the content you needed for you know for what you're looking to do so that's the first thing like know what you're needing to shoot and then work with someone to get that shot list prepared or if you're going to shoot yourself you need to have your own shot list i use an application called trello to manage my own personal business which is a marketing agency and all of our projects and then in the side hustle of dealing with fishing I also manage uh, other things there as well for that particular thing. So I have a checklist there. I can look at that throughout the day and say, are we hitting, you know, all of these things that we need? Oh, I need to grab this. So when I see that opportunity, I'll ask you to you know, take that shot, whatever it may be. So that's step one, just having a plan. That's cool. So, and go ahead. 
No, I was, I was just going to say, I couldn't remember if you asked me to tell you the whole thing or just uh, talk about how to get started. No, that that's a good point. And, and yeah, we, we can um, exp- branch out from that. And that that was one of the eye-opening things. When we were talking about it, and I told you, hey, I want to do some, I need to, you know, up the quality of my pictures. Like we talked on our previous uh, episode that you and I recorded, you mentioned it's like GoPros and cell phone pictures only take you so, so far. Right. You know, there is a point where you're going to need something more. Um, and it's true. You know, I found that growing like the, the, the thing about it is the most frustrating thing about, I think, trying to build content creator when you're trying to do it yourself is like you get pictures that you're like, oh, man, this is a killer picture. This is going to be awesome. You put it on your Instagram account and you get, yeah, you get this amount of likes. Then all of a sudden you just put a picture I remember one of the pictures that I got one of the most likes was a picture of a simple rod. It wasn't even expensive setup. Uh, a simple spinning. It's a spinning rod and a, uh, and a spinning reel. It wasn't anything fancy. And a Ned rig. I posted that picture and I don't know what that picture did to algorithms, but I had hundreds of likes on that picture. Like hundreds. And I'm like, is this is what you people like? A picture of a Ned rig <laughs> on the hook keeper on a spinning setup? And then meanwhile, I have pictures of a 22 and a half inch bass holding it up. And that gets, you know, a lost like half those likes. It was so frustrating to me because like I have no idea what people like that. You know, right. I thought this is what's going to be what's going to blow up. And I still don't understand half of it. But being on the water, I thought the the thing that opened my eyes um, at the beginning was you going down like, okay, you were so professional about that. You were like, okay, you had a like a list of, I don't know how many, 20 or 30 pictures that you want or styles of pictures that you wanted to take. You said like, okay, we're going to do this picture, this picture, this picture, this picture, this picture. And I was like... I thought I just had to catch fish and you take a and you hit the click button on your camera. I thought that I thought that was what we we're going to do. So what are some of the misconceptions that people have when it comes to doing, you know, doing building content creator as far as pictures? We're not talking about videos. We're not talking about YouTube, but more like pictures um, that are for Instagram and, you know, social media type stuff like that. Yeah, just to, just to quickly touch on quality, if you want to hear me talk more about quality, listen to the other podcasts where we go into depth about this. But just to touch on that, most modern phones, the GoPro sort of, you know, they take good pictures, right? But to really get high quality photography for, especially for like branded photography that you could use not just on Instagram, but you could take that to a website, you could put that into, you know, a print, uh, you know, form of some sort, um, you really want to be capturing that with a higher resolution uh, camera. So just to, just to lay that out there, you know, today I was shooting with a Sony, I was shooting with a G lens, two, a G lens and then a 16 millimeter prime. And so, you know, those two are kind of like weapons in the arsenal. And uh, depending on the shot, you know, I'm, I'm leveraging a high-end uh, camera with high-end lenses. And uh, that allows for me to capture something that's better than an iPhone or better than a GoPro. So that's quality, but let me kind of touch on the the idea of misconception. 
on Instagram, some of the best quality photos that I've ever shot perform poorly. Uh, they, you know, I'm like, man, that's an incredible photo, right? They perform poorly. And, and uh, you know, don't go look at my personal Instagram. This is not what I'm talking about. I do not build up my Instagram in any way. I shoot all of my photography with a cheap Android for my Instagram. So, uh, But anyways, um, they perform poorly. But here's the point. It performs poorly maybe for the audience in terms of engagement. But, you know, if you go look at Hobie's page right now, there's several of their recent photos that are my photos shot, right? And those are high-end, high-quality photos. And so Hobie took notice of them. They engaged with that photo. They wanted to share that with their audience, right? Which expands, you know, if you're listening to this, it's expanding your reach whenever your partners grab up your content and then share it on their platform. So now their their followers became now your audience. And so that's yeah. an important key to think about, you know, that sure, maybe your, your followers didn't engage with the photo, but when you produce high quality content and your brand partners pick it up and share it, then, then that's going to reach their audience. And Hobie has a big audience, right? People are paying attention to that page. They want to see what Hobie's putting out. And so if you go and look at the comments of some of these, people are asking questions. Hey, where did this crate come from? Or what's that paddle holder on the H-Rail there? You know what I mean? So, so they're taking notice of the engagement they're getting on their own page posting your content. So misconception number one would be that high quality content is going to always perform for you. Instead, uh, in terms of your personal, you know, your personal followers, instead you should look at high quality content being something that you can use uh, for reaching your partners, also for doing good business with your partners, and then more than that, for you being able to, able to leverage it in other places. You know, so sometimes I was mentioning to you today, like you know, you might use this in the podcast somehow. Maybe this shot gets used for something you know in your podcast. Um, so, uh, second misconception though, uh, that was two misconceptions. Though. The second was that you know engage well with your audience, uh, but um, I think so. My, my brain's still fried from the day. To be honest, I came home. <laughs> So forgive me if I'm a little off. But uh, another thing, though, is that, is that it's easy to do, right? So one of the things that uh, I told Armando today is that one of the hardest things to capture in photography is you catching a fish. And the, the yep. only time it's not true is, is that if you're, up, if you're really on a good bite, like if you're on a hot bite where you're catching a fish every other cast, well, then I can set up, I can stage, I can get, get prepared for what's about to happen. But if we're catching a fish every one to uh, or, you know, 10 minutes to every hour and you don't really have any consistency there. I mean, to be, to have your, your camera up to your face for that long, just waiting, uh, it's not going to happen. I mean, it's happened. I've done it, but at the same time, mm. it's very hard to capture fish being caught by another person with a camera. The yeah. third misconception would be, is that, is that doing this on your own is something that would not take an extreme amount of time. So if you were to do all of the photography I did today, I don't even know how you would do it for Armando. I mean, like, Armando, I don't know how you would accomplish that, to be honest. There's some that you could, but not all. Uh, mm -hmm. but, but more than that, uh, it actually is an investment, uh, you know, for you to go out and tell your buddy, like, hey, would you mind coming onto the water with me for a day and, let, and shooting some photos for me? Even if that guy doesn't know how to, you know, shoot very great photos, that third person perspective is uh, very valuable for you as a content creator to share with partners, to share with brands, to share with others, to be used whenever it's out there. So that that ability for the individual to create high quality content, there are guys out there doing that, that are really good at doing it, but there's a lot of people who are doing that poorly. So those are three misconceptions, I think, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's I can see that, 
one of the things that was eye-opening to me as well like first of all when we're talking on the phone you're you know it's because you and i are i, I consider myself oh yeah. or you could i'm considered i consider you a friend more yeah. than but than a than you know somebody that i'm hiring to do this job um so for me to it was to see your professionalism as far as like hey i have a checklist well the day before that you call me and says what is it that you want and i'll tell you what just you know catch some fish you know get some good shots for douglas and hobie and uh garmin and some of that stuff um and then like okay what do you where do you want to fish and that was the first that was the first thing that um that kind of like started me getting like thinking like oh yeah this is not your normal go to fish day one of the things you said is like you need it's preferably to get a spot where you know you're going to catch them right. first of all you feel comfortable because you never know if you're going to catch them but you feel comfortable you're going to catch them and second of all that has this different geographic points that you know that are opposed to each other so i was thinking okay where can i go that i'm confident in in that i can catch a couple of fish um and then still have this different demographic or geographic uh, you know yeah. areas that are going to allow you to say you know mul that share multiple pictures of you know because we were like we went to, we ended up going to eagle mountain lake and that little i forgot the name of that park but there's a park eagle mountain lake where it has just a little bit of everything it has flats it has two creeks it has banks it has a pond that it's attached to kind of like the the one of the creeks there's the reeds which we were fishing most of the day so there was like okay so now we got different pictures if i'm fishing on the reeds the whole day then you know how many pictures am i gonna post of me fishing on the reeds at some point it becomes repetitive right so you have to look for a place that has this different options you know there's docks there's um offshore points there's there's creeks and you have to be confident that you can catch him on all of these points because that that's the point right you know and that is not always going to happen <laughs> I found, you know today was different because we had to go we went to docks we went to the reeds and we went up the creeks we even fished flats and the bite was tough the water temperature was in the 90s like 91 and 92 in some spots so you can imagine how hot the day was. Those fish were as lethargic as you can get. And now it comes down to where like, okay, well, a chatterbait's probably not going to cut it because, you know, this may be just finesse fishing all day because at the end of the day, you like, you may hate finesse fishing, but you're going to need a fish for the shot. And if this is the conditions that you're fishing, then... Good luck trying to get on a power bait with the water temperatures at 91 degrees. I mean, good luck with that. Yeah. So it's really, it's, that's some of the stuff that people need to consider when you're going to invest in, let's say, in a photo shoot. Because it's not just going to a lake or your local pond and fish if you really want to get the most out of it. Right. Right, yeah. The, the, um, the, yeah. Here's my opinion on this. You have to be, if you want to be creating con I mean, this can go for tournament anglers who create content, yeah. but we do this really well. Uh, there's some pretty influential anglers in the tournament scene who seem to be shooting content with each other lately. 
And um, yeah. in doing so, there's a quality of even just normal photos that is going up for those people. Um, and so tournaments all the way down to just the content creator who loves fishing and wants to share you know, their love of fishing or maybe grab a few brand partners, whatever it is, whatever you fall on that, right? You have to be a good angler to create fishing content because the, yeah. whole, the whole idea of content revolves around fish and you, your ability to catch them. And so, uh, you know, that is something I think that going back to misconceptions, that's probably one of them, right? That a lot of people who are, you know, I guess you could say, quote unquote, fishing influencers, you know, aren't good anglers. Now, there's some variation here. You know, if I, if I go beat up the same lake every day, of course, I'm going to be able to catch fish there. But, you know, if I, if I have the ability to get on to mixed bodies of water, different bodies of water and still perform, that allows my content also to be diversified, right? And so my point being here is that you have to be a good angler if you want to create fishing content. Because otherwise, what you're representing is not true. You know what I mean? If you're on a Hobie and you're not able to put that, put that thing in places that are going to get you on nice fish, you know, you're missing out on the opportunity of the Hobie, right? I mean, it's an incredible fishing platform that can put you on fish. It, I mean, I, you're, you're the second person that I know who said that the 360 actually has upped your game fishing. And I believe that. I've seen yeah. that with someone else as well. And that is uh, my Titan up my game. You know what I mean? That came from a Jackson to a new canoe to a Titan. And my Titan has put me on bigger fish and more fish than any other kayak I have. So you got to be a good angler. You want to be a content creator. That's just a given. But at the same time, you know, you have to be willing to, you'd have to be willing to also, um, I, I guess you kind of to your point, you, you have to be willing to not always be trying to catch the biggest fish. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody goes out and catches a five pounder every trip on the lake. There are some, there are some hammers who can catch some pretty decent fish, you know, every time out. But at the same time, yeah. normal average Joe angler, you know what I mean? Wanting to do something with brand partners probably doesn't have the skills to go out and catch, you know, a 20 plus inch fish every time they're out on the water. And so you have to be willing to kind of dial down what you're fishing to be willing to catch those two and three pounders, one and a half pounders, whatever, to be able to represent, you know, those, those brand partners, to be able to put fish in the kayak, to be able to uh, create content, you know what I mean, in general. Yeah, that's a good point as well. And, you know, you saying that Kristen Fisher comes to mind in yeah. the way that she handles her, more specifically her YouTube account, because her YouTube account is more of her either fishing or pre-fishing for a tournament. I mean... She's pretty much guaranteed she's going to get five, anywhere from five to ten fish, maybe more, um, because of her skill level. Um, but that's pretty interesting. It's an insight of like, hey, this is what it is to fish the Hobie BOS or the KBF or the Bassmaster uh, Nations Kayak Series. Is It's, you know, it, for her, she can do it. She has that talent. And they're great videos. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're amazing videos. Not everybody can do that. You know, there's not that many anglers that can just go out there, put a camera on their kayak, and, you know, bring you 10 catches. It's just not that many. Um, right. And so it's one of those things where, and that's the video side of it. Then there's the uh, photo uh, side of it, which is now different because, again, same thing. For, for your Instagram, GoPros only can do so much. Right. As far as, you know, you can, like, um, pause the picture, take a screenshot of it, repost it, and stuff like that. But it's not the same thing as having, a, like, a nice camera that's meant for to take action pictures. 
so it there's that part of it and and the fact that you need to like if you don't want your content to be repetitive and we've seen you know we've seen um social media content creators says like yeah that's it's the same spot yeah that's a that's a pond and it's the same pond you've been fishing every day which is fine yeah it's great but at the same time if you want to if you want to invest because that's the other thing you have to now if you're going to invest in in somebody that's going to take the pictures for you and form a portfolio of pictures now that's money that you're investing now if you got a buddy a friend um your partner that is good at taking pictures and save yourself that money great but if not for 90 percent of the other people out there they may have to pay to get um somebody to take those pictures now you have an investment and now you need to catch fish and catching fish may be out of your comfort zone because the conditions are not the same you're not gonna always fish the same body of water because then it becomes repetitive and now what are you paying for you're paying for somebody you know for the same recycle regurgitated picture all the time with the same background so there's different things that a lot of that i wasn't aware of uh or was ignorant too you know the fact that now i have to make sure that i catch that i as best as i can catch fish in every spot that we're going um so it can be you know we have that contact otherwise it's just me just casting out you know or holding a bait which is happens this is going to be part of it because right. you're not always going to catch fish but that's that's one thing that i think people really need to understand you need to be prepare yourself for fishing in bodies of water that um are gonna be out of your maybe out of your comfort zone um and fishing baits that are gonna be out of your comfort zone because the bite is gonna be very one-dimensional on that day especially in like today hot summer days where it's gonna be yeah, it's pretty much gonna be dialed in into the finesse bite eating better is easy with factors delicious ready-to-eat meals every fresh never frozen meal is chef crafted dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes including calorie smart protein plus which is the one i like and keto get started today and get after your goals discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast midday bites and more no prep no mess meals factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to belabor the, the whole fishing catch 
ability to catch fish, you know, too much here. But the other thing too is that when you catch fish, you know, it's an opportunity to represent your angling skills too. So, you know, something that I felt was really unique about you is that, you know, you're with Douglas, you also have a, all of your rods are Douglas rods, right? So you're throwing, you're using different rods, you know, basically different actions, different, different uh, um, styles of rod, all kinds of things, right? But this is an opportunity when you're catching fish, you know, using those rods to put, to put them, uh, to showcase them basically, right? It also allows you to showcase other things, lure, reel. And the way that I look at this is that, you know, you could take that, that photo yourself. But again, if you're thinking about it as from, I guess you could say growing a brand, if you will, by putting that into having someone third person shoot that, by having a high quality photo there, that's something again, that that person, in this case, Douglas, right, can pick up, put on their, their social feed, put into their, uh, maybe even in their stores, right? I, I, was, I was laughing because Cashco had, uh, had uh, the cycle bait, uh, a, a big photo in their booth, it was a cycle bait. It was Brandon, that bass fishing dude holding it. And I was like, ha, I made it to iCast. You know what I mean? And so like that quality of photo can be printed out, you know what I mean, by your partner and you. So there's you in iCast in the, in the you know, the cash code booth basically, uh, because you took a higher quality photo than just your phone or your GoPro. So uh, my point being here then though, that, that, you know, even, just having someone to shoot photos for you when you catch those fish is an opportunity for you to showcase how you caught those fish, which usually represents your brand partners if you if you have them. And that's yeah, that's another good point. Um, one of the things that uh, we 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 found out in the hard way is sometimes fish don't don't want to cooperate. Oh and yeah. Now it is it is it is that pressure. And for me, one of the things was like at the beginning, especially the first couple of hours. And it was funny because before you got there, I was already in the water and I was catching fish. Right. Um, and, and I thought to myself, as soon as Charlie gets here, I'm not going to have any fish to catch. I, I, I know this already because uh, that's just how it is, you know. Right. Um, so once you got there, now I, you know, I'm looking over the corner of my eye. And I'm watching somebody, even though it's a friend, just taking pictures of me. Now the pressure is like, God, I gotta find a fish. I gotta. F now I'm not enjoying my fishing experience. Yeah. Now it becomes like, hey, this is not just my day off to go out fishing and relax and unplug from all the stress from work and um, just life in general. Now I'm here. Now I'm pressured because now I'm investing money into um, my brand. And I need to catch a fish <laughs> and it's not happening. It is not happening. They're not cooperating. And it was funny because we got to see, we got to see huge bass just swimming around and they would not, they would not bite. They would just, they yeah. just weren't in it. Not until the end when we finally catch, catch a fish. And I was like, so relieved. I'm like, oh, finally. Finally, I get to hold the bass. Finally, otherwise this would, they would have been wasted. Yeah. Um, so that's the other thing. Now you are, you're really not gonna, you may not enjoy that day of fishing. If you're on a good bite, maybe that's not gonna be an issue. But right. one hour goes in, two hours goes in, there's no bites, or maybe the bites that you have is just a little 12 inch fish that you're like, I need something bigger. Um, and now he gets on the back of your mind. He's like, or the front of your mind, you're like, 
I need to catch a damn fish. I need to do something. Otherwise, I'm just wasting money here on a bunch of pictures of me casting. And not necessarily wasting money because you still can still make some epic pictures that are going to get you likes and followers and are going to get reposted by some of the brands that you're representing. But still, I mean, the idea is to, you know, at the end of the day is to hold multiple fish, you know, have those pictures spread out through a, you know, a month or two months, however, you know, pictures you got. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, just to to kind of go back to like this whole scenario, right? Because in my mind, it's something unique. Not, not, I mean, I can imagine that the majority of people listening haven't had somebody chase them around with a camera for six hours in a day fishing. I'm just going to guess. I mean, we can't even we can't even get live cameras to fall around the the uh, the classic, you know, on Possum Kingdom. So um, I'm going to guess that that's an unusual experience, and most people haven't had it, right? And so, you know, I have a few jobs that I'm going to do during that time to try to help out that angler, right? The first is that I'm going to be like a coach. You know what I mean? Like, so in other words, I told you, don't worry about me, right? Don't feel like you have to pose for me. Don't feel like you have to cast my way. Don't you know? Just don't even pay attention to me. I'm on a Titan 12 with a pedal drive, I'll make the situation work what's best for the for the photos. So you just you just do you, right? You just do what you need to do. Or if we run across something, for example, you were skipping under a dock, right? And the water was down, so there was a lot of room under that dock. I was like, you know what? It, that's gonna be a really nice photo right there. So Armando, hold on, hold on right there. You know what I mean? Let me shoot around the dock and let me grab this photo. I think it'd be worthwhile. Right. So I'm going to coach somebody through this in a way in which they don't feel like they have to figure it out because that would be that would be nerve wracking. Right. What do I do? What do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? You know, <laughs> which is yeah. honestly, if I wasn't coaching people, that's what they would do. The second thing is I got to be a cheerleader because, you know, yeah. we've all had days on the water that are tough. We've also had days on the water that are great. But at the same time, it's my job also to be there and not be like, uh, man, this is a really tough day of fishing here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, I need to be energetic about this. So the you know confidence stays high. There's been many times on the water where where I've said to the the people I'm fishing with, hey, let's just stop for a second and let's reset. Like let's just let all the tension that's built up because of not getting whatever we were here to do, and let's just reset real quick and let's think about this clean uh, clearly. What are the fish doing? What are the fish not doing? Let's fish the things that we think the fish are doing. Right. The but all that leads up to them. Uh, the idea of catching fish, right, and and getting and documenting that process. You know, a lot of times nowadays I shoot video, and then I'll be shooting photography uh, as a supplemental or secondary thing, and so uh, that happens a lot. Just recently, we went out for a, just a, a photo day. It, it was a tough day as well, but the fish part of it is is a little a little interesting for two reasons. I think that that supplemental f- photography of other things other than you holding a fish is actually I wouldn't say just as valuable, but it's, it's really valuable to you growing a brand online. Um, it, it helps people to see that you're human, one. Like, it also helps them to see what you're doing. Um, you know, no matter, no matter who it is, you know, if you, you were actually talking about this. You're at a lake, you're in a tournament, you're curious what other people are throwing. You're curious what other reels people are using, right? You're curious about what rod they're using for their chatterbait to get it through the grass so well. You're curious about these things. So, when you showcase that kind of content on your own your own uh, branded channel, you're able to let other people know, here's what I'm using to do the kind of fishing I do and you see me doing. So I think that content is really valuable actually. Uh, but the fish, you know, catching a fish is, is definitely hot, uh, top, top of the pyramid here in terms of what's most valuable. Yeah, it's kind of like the end game, you know, you, at the end of the day, 
want to catch hopefully multiple fish right um and be able to get different shots from it and you know spread them out through you know uh, you want those pictures to last a long time you don't want to pay somebody every week <laughs> to go with you and take pictures of fishing because that's going to be a whole lot of expensive um right. so you want to get enough pictures where you're going to spread them out through i don't know one two months depending how much um posts you do on instagram and and that's the thing about it it's like there's so much stuff that that i was ignorant to and one of the other things that i thought and it was weird and you noticed it on my face and you had to like pause and tell me you know kind of explain to me hey this is why we're doing this and it's like that whole posing of the pictures okay you need to yeah. hold it this way you need to hold it this way. i'm like that's so that comes so natural what I'm, I'm thinking i feel like an instagram model here you know where yeah. <laughs> like i'm just posing for pictures and it's like it felt so weird so unnatural to be like okay you need to do this you need to do that this is what we're gonna do you're gonna stand over here you're gonna i'm like that is very different from what I'm used to when I'm out there fishing, but I get it. And every, every single content creator out there, I mean, and I'm talking about good content creators are actually getting the sponsorships that most people are following, you know, getting those big sponsors, getting actually paid those big sponsorships. They, all of them have to do that. You know, it, yes, it seems unnatural when you all your life you've all been doing is fishing, fishing. Now you have a camera guy like paparazzi, like you're some type of celebrity, right. Instagram model or something. And it feels alien to me. But I understood it the more I got used to it. It's like, yeah, I have to do this because at the end of the day, I'm paying for a service that's going to open the doors or um, not only um, to grow in the capacity of like, for example, Douglas Rods which I'm already a part of, but try to get in the market of those other companies that I want to be part of, that I would love right. to represent because I love them. And right. honestly, you know, if I can get some of their products either free or at half price, it would probably be better on my pocket. So right. that those type of things is like you need to get used to it. You know, it's going to yeah. be different. It's going to feel alien. It's may you may actually kind of look yourself in the mirror and says, what am I doing? <laughs> but <laughs> Every content creator out there that's making a difference does it. Right. Yeah, I mean, most, most things are pretty natural. And so yeah. like, just to give the audience a little bit of context. So when we were uh, showcasing some of the Douglas rods, uh, you know, I was coaching Armando on, on three different ways that I wanted him to hold the rods. So for each rod, we use four rods. Um, and, and in doing so, you know, I'm paying attention. I'm framing in the camera what this shot looks like. Armando is just standing on his kayak. You know what I mean? So I know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm trying to achieve. You know, I have I have all of this thought out, right? But Armando's just listening to me. So to give you an idea of where this came from is that I also did headshot photography a long time ago. Uh, I actually like headshot headshot photography. If there's anybody who's a photographer and they're thinking like I want to start a business, like that's a good one to do. Uh, it's a little interesting nowadays, but it, it's an interesting. It's a good business in photography. But headshots are one of the most awkward things to shoot because if you just have someone who's, you know, sitting weird and you don't coach them on how to look, their headshot is going to look terrible. And so, yeah. and there's other things too, like pushing your chin, chin out and down or, or, you know, like even squinting your eyes. These are all things that make your headshot look really good and really professional, but it's very awkward. It feels very awkward to do a headshot 
uh, if you have a good person there to shoot those headshots for you. And so this is a bit of that, right? So some things that you do, you know, especially around like rod and reel, those kind of things, I'm looking to shoot a certain thing. I have my own style for that, but it, it is a bit, you know, posy and, and staged, if you will. Yeah. And this is part of it. I, I at the beginning had trouble with it. I was like, it's not like, I feel like I'm being fake, but you're not. It's like people need, like, if, again, for those out there that are really listening, that, I'm sorry, I said that wrong. For those out there that are really interested in doing that, going that route, it's just part of it. You know, it's right. just, it may not come natural, but it's part of it. You're going to feel like this is not me. You know, I don't, that's fine. If you don't want to do it, don't want to, there's nothing wrong with just going out fishing and having fun. Now, for some of the listeners out there, you may just be listening to this podcast for great fishing or kayak fishing content, and you're not interested in the whole social media. You may not be interested in the pro staff and all that. And I get it. This may, may not be the episode for you. But for those out there that are really like looking to see where they can save some money and get in the good graces of these companies and hopefully get a deal as an influencer, pro staff, whatever you want to call it, there are some things that you have to do and you have to pay your dues. A lot of people walk into a, a, um, a store and I've seen it. I go to a tackle shop or a, a kayak store and they just think, hey, you know, I fish in tournaments. Can I be on your pro staff? Or, you know, can I be on your Hobie fishing yeah. team? Doesn't work that way, right? You know, the the those the people out the people that like the kayak shops, the tackle shops, the companies like Seaman, Hobie, they want to see. Okay, great. You like our product. What are you doing for us? You know, are, do you, are you posting pictures of us? What type of pictures are you posting? You know, is your what what is your following? What is What's your social media platform look like? You just can't say, hey, I want to do this just because I took a couple of pictures um, and think that it's going to work or that you're entitled to do this. You have to pay your dues. Same as fishing on a tournament. We we're talking about that on the water. You know, when you go into a tournament fishing, you're not going to, you may not, most people are not going to find success from the get go. Right. You have to pay your dues, you know, because right. you're fishing against guys and girls who have been fishing for years out of a kayak and have mastered their of their craft. Unless you've been doing this at different tournaments across the country, um, you, you know, it's going to take time. It's going to take time right. to achieve that. It's going to take time to get recognition. And it applies as an influence as well, or as a pro staff, or as a whatever you want to call it. You have to pay your dues. You have to do things that may be out of your comfort zone if you really want to get into the graces with those big companies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that I think it's uh, maybe just uh, an ability for me to jump in. A lot of a lot of this is probably new to people. Like I hear all the time, like I never thought about this, or you know, I've never even considered what you're telling me. And that's not because I'm some genius. It's just that I'm coming from business in the marketing world, digital marketing, and I'm applying principles to fishing. You know, so it, it isn't revolutionary, but it also, my the way I run my marketing agency is unique. It's not exactly like every marketing agency. So we bring a lot of consulting to our clients, right? And so a lot of this may sound like, dude, this is way over the top. Like, and it is in some sense, you know what I mean? Like having someone do professional photography for you as a kayak angler like that sounds like maybe in five years that makes sense but right now today like I'll just keep snapping with my iPhone 
my GoPros, then I get enough job. And there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, there's so nothing wrong with that. Yeah, out there, and then just say, but if you look at where people are going, right? If you look at pros in the fishing world, if you look at uh, tournament anglers and the pro, you know, pro arena of that, their quality of content is coming up. And so if you are wanting to make a name in this space, that it has to do with how you then influence the tournament scene, influence the fishing, kayak fishing scene, you may want to be thinking about maybe it's hiring a photographer. Uh, maybe it's just thinking about how do I up and improve the quality of photography that I'm doing myself. Maybe you get a DSLR that has some waterproof capabilities and you put it on a boom arm on your kayak if you're crazy enough. Uh, you know what I mean? But just just be thinking about that that representation of yourself and your ability to produce high quality content. So again, it doesn't pay off in the immediate. It doesn't pay off in yeah. likes and followers. It pays off in how you represent your brand to the to a public audience. That's where it pays off. I wanted to give uh, people an Instagram account to look at. Uh, I'm pretty sure his name's Trevor because it's in the name, but it's the underscore Trevor Soti S O E T Y. The underscore Trevor Soti. So this guy, I've been following him for a while, and he shot all the new bona fide uh, pedal drive stuff. He shot a ton of industry, you know, uh, kayak content. And there was something I found really interesting with him. A while back, he was doing uh, Jordan Lee's promo for Native, and he was using a fish tank. He put a fish tank in the water. He set his DSLR into the fish tank, and he was shooting these half and half, basically half underwater, half above water photos with a fish tank. And so, you know, that, that sounds crazy, but whenever you're making a promotion for native and Jordan Lee's on the kayak, you're going to think outside the box. You're going to try to produce high quality content that can, again, go into other mediums other than just your Instagram feed. And so, you know, he's a great, he's a great creator to follow just in general. Um, and so anyways, there, there's something, something there. No, and that's interesting because like I said, you have to pay your dues every now, you know, one way or the other. Yes, there there are not that many tournament anglers that are great at content creators. There are some that are great. Christine Fisher comes to mind. Greg Blanchard comes to mind. But the same thing, you know, they started from the bottom. If you think, well, Christine Fisher is, you know, has 60,000 followers, you know, how did she get them? Well, she's been fishing for years out of kayak tournament. And now it's, she's gotten to a point where she's, where she's one of the most recognizable names. You know, cause think of all the times that she had to go in and pay for a tournament fee. Same thing with Greg Blanchard. Um, Greg Dye is another one who's uh, pumping yeah. up great content. Uh, if you haven't followed Greg, Greg Dye, I think is the first name. Uh, go follow him on Instagram. I think it's Dye Fishing. He's also pumping up great um, content out of his kayak. Yeah. Those guys have been paying tournament fees, hotel fee, hotel stays, meals, travel, gas. They had to buy their own kayak. They've invested all this money to get it to where they are at the tournament scene. Russ Snyder, which is probably the top kayak fishing angler, doesn't have this great social media platform. But guess what? Doesn't mean he didn't pay his dues because he's been fishing out of a kayak, making himself, you know, uh, a name for himself on the tournament scene and that wasn't given to him <laughs> you know right. all the sponsorship that he gets wasn't just given to him he earned it right same thing right. with with the, with with the content creators out there so regardless if you're going if you're in a tournament or you want to get into a tournament scene or you want to focus more on um the social media thing 
regardless, you're going to have to pay your dues. It's going to take time. It's going to get effort. If you're in a tournament, you're going to have to start winning tournaments before you get paid. Before your your entry fees are going to get paid by a sponsor. Before your hotels um, costs are going to get paid by a sponsor. You just need to make a name for yourself out there. And the same thing goes go with social media. You need to create a following, um, and be, you know, invest in good photography. Yeah, man. Now, I, I, I honestly, I think you said it really well there. I mean, that's a, I agree with this. Uh, I think that uh, overall, this this conversation really fits into uh, a specific area of kayak angling that requires a bit of a business. You know what I mean? In place of some sort, even if it's just something you're growing, if it's, you know, a podcast, uh, you know, that's more of a personal brand that you're wanting to grow. It, that That's more of a business than it is like, I just want to have 100,000 followers on Instagram. You know, that's you can you can do that with a cell phone and nothing else. Right. That's true. Well, Charlie, I know you have a live show to do with that bass fishing dude. And the last thing I want to do is get a seven foot. Brandon Hayes mad at me for <laughs> ruining his live show. So I'll Sorry. let you go. <laughs> I know you're late. <laughs> Last thing I want to do is get Brandon Hayes mad at me. So I'll let you go, man. Thank you so much for joining us on the uh, on the podcast, Bass Kayak and Beers. Any last words, Charlie, before I let you go? No, I think I think uh, I appreciate one today getting on the water with you. You know, next time we'll leave the cameras at home and, and just get out there and catch some fish. Uh and two, you know, I also just appreciate you letting me uh, jump on this podcast, talk about it a little bit with you. You know, these are some ideas that I'm trying to share a little bit wider and, and maybe more public than I have in the past two years. Uh, but it's definitely something I think has, is valuable. I don't know, you know, how far I want that to reach. But if you have any interest in talking to me about what you heard here today, just DM me on Instagram, Digital Wells, and uh, I'd be glad to talk with you. Even if you think you just have some questions and, you know, you don't know if I'll answer them, send me the questions. Uh, you'd be surprised. I'm, I'm very curious to see how people take stuff like this. You got a bunch of hate? Just leave it leave it in the podcast uh, comments. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, for everyone that's listening, thank you for joining us. This is Bass Kayak and Beers. Go check out my sponsor, Douglas Rod, douglasoutdoors.com. Have a great day, everyone. Stay safe. Wear your PFDs. Bye.